Welcome to the Modern Moms Roadmap to Balance podcast. My name is Kayla Nettleton, and I'm a licensed therapist, business owner, and coach for moms who want to redefine their motherhood journey so that they can be more connected and in tune to their children and family without sacrificing their own needs. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring chats, interviews, and dialogues, all based around helping moms like you unlock their potential and lead the balanced life they want. If you enjoy listening to topics that help you lead a more balanced life, then you've come to the right place. I'm obsessed with helping moms lead the life they want without the guilt, because far too often, moms have been told to choose, choose between their career and family, to have kids or to travel, to prioritize friendship or their family. And I'm saying it's time to embrace that you can have it all. With the right information and support, you can find balance in motherhood without sacrificing your needs. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's begin. Hello, everybody. I hope you all have been having a great week. Today we have Whitney Gardner, also known as Mama Wit. And she is a mama to a daughter who is a year and a half, a dog mama, and a wife who is the CEO of the Bold Mama Co., which is an online business aimed to help moms set boundaries, say no, and let go of what no longer serves them so they can feel empowered and in control of their schedules, relationships, and self-care. She is a coach, blogger, content creator, and she also has a podcast coming soon. Thanks for joining us, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak to your audience of possibly mamas and just be able to talk about all things boundaries. It's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So um, most of my audience are moms. So that's awesome. We are so glad to have you. And as always, the first question that I always ask everyone is Mm -hmm. what is your definition of balance? So my definition of balance, especially for moms, kind of revolve around my three main pillars that I talk a lot about. Mm. And that's having yourself be surrounded by uplifting relationships by people that make you feel your best that you don't feel overcommitted by. And then also being able to fit in your self care and be able to make that time and schedule that into your calendar to be able to actually have self-care and then also having a balanced schedule and not feeling overcommitted or overwhelmed from that and kind of having those three mixed in together of having a really balanced life is taking care of like your mental, your physical, your emotional health and kind of revolving around like those three main topics. Cause I feel like those are really the main influential factors when we talk about mm-hmm. balance and like reducing guilt and feeling more present and more productive. I feel like mm-hmm. all of those things just really make such a big impact with your balance of your day-to-day like schedule and how, how you run your life really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. And you have a daughter who is one and a half. Mm-hmm. How has how has your view of balance changed since you became a mom, since it wasn't not too long ago? That's a great question. It's definitely been an adjustment. The hardest part for me was right after I had her, I went back to work pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so in addition to being the CEO of the Bold Mama Co., I was working a nine to five up until like very recently. And um, it was a very stressful, hard experience doing running the Bold Mama Co. 
having her watching her full time while I was working mm-hmm. online, building the Bold Momico, and then also trying to fit in like scheduling and self care and different, you know, relationships and my own health yeah. and wellness. And I'm someone that very much prides myself on someone who is very much connected to like my mind, body, soul. So I really do a lot mm-hmm. of like work with that in my day to day life. And so that was just extremely overwhelming for me. And so my definition of balance Mm -hmm. has definitely changed because I had to learn how to really be present and mindful when I was with her versus when I wasn't with her. Like when you're single, or even if you're just married without a baby, you Mm -hmm. can kind of like do all of these different things without feeling like super guilty about like one being Mm -hmm. like letting one go or something. But oh yeah, Mm -hmm. once you involve your own child and you're like, okay, well now I feel guilty because I'm working, but I should be with her. Oh, but now I feel guilty because I'm folding the laundry when I should be with her or something. And really trying to like work through that balance Mm -hmm. of trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to have the best time possible with her? And then also be able to work and do like household things and whatever else I'm trying to do in my day-to-day life. It was definitely a challenge. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I totally get it. I, I think there's a point where, for me, there's like an age, and I, I can't even tell you which age, but it's an age where you know, they're wanting more of your attention, even though, right, studies yes. show babies always want your attention. Yeah. And there's actually so much that babies can do. It's just that we're usually not looking and their response time is much more delayed than an older baby. Mm -hmm. So, um, but there's an age and I felt like more of a pool where my like little guilt kind of kept it came in where I felt bad, like maybe watching a show because it was easier to watch a show when they're not trying to get my attention. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I felt that too. I love to watch like certain shows at night. Mm -hmm. I call it like my trash television, like my reality (laughs) shows and stuff. I like love it. Yeah. And now I'm like, shoot, I can't do that and watch her because she wants to stare at the screen and we do like no Mm -hmm. screen time yet. And now she's starting to bring me like all of these books and toys and being like so much more interactive and like um, wanting to do like new things that I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, things are changing so quickly. And so the guilt all kind of shifts depending on (laughs) what you're doing. But I'm just so glad that I was fortunate enough to be able to leave my nine to five and like Mm -hmm. slowly transition out. I'm only 50% for a few more months and then I'm completely done. But for those, yeah, for those moms that are trying to still like work full time with their babies at home, like Mm -hmm. I know how challenging it is. It is so much work and it is such a struggle. And I had a lot of like stress and anxiety from it because you're just constantly feeling like everything requires your attention and you can't get anything done in a timely manner. (laughs) And there's so much going on. It's, it's not easy, but. Oh yeah. And I don't know for you, but I remember when that started happening and I was so used to maybe watching TV, you know, mm-hmm. in the evening or something, or maybe I was just used to doing something specific at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And as they got older and they wanted to come, you know, play or read a book, I remember getting annoyed. Like, yeah. oh, really? Like, you want to do this now as I'm trying to relax? I know. And really, I don't remember at what point that I realized this, but I recognized, okay, this really needs to be a mental shift as this is just not going to be my reality anymore. This Mm -hmm. is, 
the kids are going to come and they do need my attention. Mm-hmm. I just can't watch this show at this time. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to redo my expectation of how I'm going to relax in the evening or decompress. Mm-hmm. And so even just making that realization, this is things are changing. The kids are getting older and they're coming to ask more for things mm-hmm. as in reading a book or quality time. And that's fine because they're at school or at daycare most of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they're going to be asking for our attention, but mm-hmm. it's so normal to feel that annoyance or irritation as in like, oh, can I have my own space? Even though I've had space from that <laughs> most of the day. I know. Trust me. I feel that same way is it's kind of hard. You're sometimes just like, I just mm-hmm. really want to do this one thing, <laughs> Yeah, but I can't and it's okay too, but just kind of learning how to balance a little bit of both or just being like, okay, well, I'm going to maybe go in the room for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then maybe the husband can watch him for a little bit and then I'll come switch or whatever, or just be like, like you said, adjusting your expectations and trying to figure out like, what is the new norm? What's going to work for me now? That's been a lot of like what I've had to do. Um, like as a new mom is trying to, and, and it, because it's constantly changing, like every mm-hmm. period of growth is so different. Like when she was a newborn, you could sit there and watch TV all day oh, if you yeah. wanted to and lay oh, down. Yeah. And I'm like, where are those days where they wanted to cuddle <laughs> with you and like watch, just chill and like do whatever and sleep half oh, the day? Yeah. I'm like, I had so much time. What was I doing? And mm-hmm. then of course I think back and all I wanted to do was like get chores done and like do other things. And, and then now yeah. it's just so different with her being so interactive, but I'm lucky she still takes mm-hmm. a lot of naps and stuff. <laughs> just trying to be really like accepting of where you're at in your in your journey too and like what your kids need from you and no it's not going to last forever too mm-hmm. like it's always going to be changing but like you said too with like the daycare having help or not feeling mm-hmm. afraid to ask for help or ask you know possibly a spouse for support or some if you need somebody to come in yeah. and help with something else or take something off your plate. Like I'm a huge advocate for outsourcing, especially with things like, you know, cleaning the whole house or, Mm -hmm. you know, just big projects like that. I just feel like there's other things that we could be better spending our time on that are really like not something that we should really be worrying about Mm -hmm. that could be much better suited for somebody else. And then we can spend our time on, on something else like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I know boundaries is one of the things you really focus on and talk about. Mm-hmm. How did, how was, I guess, the Bold Mama Co. created and mm-hmm. then like the boundaries work? Was that, mm-hmm. did the boundaries, the thought about boundaries come first or was the idea of the Bold Mama Co.? Um, and how, how did those come together? Yeah. So I, my little story is I actually started my own podcast and had a different platform back in 2020 called words with wit. There's nothing out about it anymore. I took it all down, but it was all about health and wellness and personal development for Mm -hmm. women. That's always been something that I'm very, very passionate about. I love taking care of myself. Like I said, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So I started doing some content creation around that. And then I only put out like 10 episodes or something. And I was like, dang, this is a lot of work right now. Because I knew it was coming up to me getting engaged, married. I was going to change my name. It was going to be a lot of work to have to redo stuff later on. And I knew a lot of content was kind of like, there was a lot of changes coming up in my life and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't the right time. So then I was still working my nine to five. I was keeping really busy because I was planning the wedding and all that stuff. And then we got pregnant like right away. It only took us like two or three Mm -hmm. months. 
And then I was pregnant, had my daughter, felt sick the whole time. So I was like, I'm definitely not doing anything right now. It was awful. (laughs) And then once I had her, I was like, okay, I really miss doing something for me that makes me feel super fulfilled because my personally, my nine to five is not that for me. It never has been. It's kind of been something like security where you have the benefits and all that. So I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? So we decided that we were actually going to move from California to Texas. And we only did this like two or three months ago. But when we thought that you were in Texas, sorry. Yes. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. What state do you live in? Go on. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. What state do you live in? I'm in Texas also. You are? Yes. Texas. <laughs> yes. What like major I, area? So I'm not in a major area. Oh, okay. I'm actually in a pretty rural area. I'm in San, um, two and a half hours Southwest of San Antonio. So I'm in Del Rio, oh, okay. Texas. Okay. I'm in like yes. Dallas, Fort Worth area. Okay. Yeah. So that's like nine hours away, but yeah. it's always great. Oh, like connecting dear. with people in Texas. I love yes, that. I completely forgot. I completely oh, forgot. No, no, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, Anyways, so we moved to Texas and I was like, okay, so now that I'm not going to have to have a nine to five because rent is literally half the price of our mortgage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so I can finally do something for me. I'm not going to have the stress of the nine to five. So what do I want to do? So I started doing all this research, like um, best things to do as a stay-at-home mom or someone that wants to like be present with their kids while they're also doing something. And then I found a blog and then I got really into following these bloggers and I listened to like almost every one of their podcast episodes. I was like, I got to do a blog. So I started a blog, I built my website and then I just, I don't even know how I started getting into all this other stuff, but I was like, Ooh, maybe I can do a podcast again. And then I found a thing on course creation and I took a another course through that. And then I was like, oh, social media, this is a real thing now. You could really like do a lot with this. Mm -hmm. So then I started my social media and then, yeah, it's just kind of all come together. And I've always wanted to be a public speaker. So that's kind of my next phase that I'm working on. So I have like so much going on. And then also the coaching business, I ended up finding an amazing mentor who's helped me so much. And I realized I think I can help a lot of people like one-on-one or in small group coaching or even like within courses or memberships. There's just, I'm literally open to any and all of like the opportunities that go into entrepreneurship. So Mm. I kind of started building all these things and they've just all been progressing and growing as I've been going along with it. And it's all been so quick. Like it's only been, I think like not even six months since I got the idea that I like wanted to start everything. So then I decided, okay, moms really need help. Like we don't have enough support. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough resources. No. We have a lot of things that we wish we could be doing that we're not doing. I want to connect with more moms, especially because I'm moving states and I was, you know, like you just never know who's yeah. out there. And um, so then I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? And again, I kind of went into the same thing about like personal development, health and wellness. And then I realized this is just too broad. Like there's too many things to talk about with all these things. And then I reached out. Which is a great problem, right? It was a great problem. But I was like, if I really, like, I really want to be known for something and Mm -hmm. I really want to be in a very specific area, especially because like the internet and everything is so like, there's so many people, but I really want people to know, like, I can go to her for this one problem Mm -hmm. and she will really help me. So then I talked to like 30 
like 30 or so of my close mom friends. And I asked them what they were most struggling with. And the answers were work-life balance, um, motivation, different things with their relationships, different things with self-care, wanting more time. And then I kind of realized, oh my gosh, all of these things really relate to boundaries. Like if these, if yes. all of these people really knew how to do like their scheduling, right. How not to be overcommitted, how to say no, how to let things go that don't serve them. They will yeah. feel so much better in all these different areas. And I don't even yes. think that a lot of people realize how much all of these things are interconnected and how you can really make massive shifts in growth and improvement in all these mm-hmm. areas. And then oh, it yeah. can lead to like better mental health, better presence, less guilt. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many problems that it solves that I was like, I feel like this is it. So I just started creating some content about it and I loved it. And it's really resonating with people like very quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I felt so passionate about it. I was like, I need to go start doing guest podcasts and just like getting some experience talking to people about it and stuff. And I've seriously like loved it. And I definitely know that this is my calling and what all my keynote speak, my speeches will be about and the rest of my content will be about and really what my whole brand is going to be about it. And so now my, my nickname for the bold mama co is bold mama boundaries. And that's going to be the name of my podcast too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do want to highlight for people who are listening right now, all the moms who are listening and might be thinking, I wish I had her clarity. I wish I knew what I wanted to do. But from what I was hearing about Whitney talking about is she just kept going and digging and trying to figure out what really resonated with her. And um, one of the people that I follow, his name's James Wedmore, and he always talks about how consistency creates clarity. I love that story right now really just is like a really great example of that being so true because I know we can get bogged down and in the feeling of, I just don't know what I want to do, but if we just keep doing and consistently doing, we'll finally figure out what it is that really we want to do or what resonates with us. And I just wanted to point that out. I love that. I I'm not even kidding. If you didn't mention it, I was going to say one of my favorite quotes is by um, Amy Porterfield. And she said, action creates clarity. So it's kind of like the same vibe. Oh, yes. And I just feel like that really resonated with me when I went through her course and did some work with her. And I was like, okay, well, if I just Mm. keep going, if I just try to be 1% better every day, if I just try to do one thing with my business, Mm. if I just try to talk to one person and ask some questions, Like, look at how far you can come even in a short Mm -hmm. amount of time by being able to just like stay positive and have like an I'm going to figure it out kind of attitude. That's that's something Mm -hmm. that I really think is probably my best quality, honestly, is like I have an I'm going to figure it out attitude. I don't care how long it's going to take me like this time. I'm determined really to stick with it. Like this is going to be like Mm -hmm. a huge empire and I'm going to really be able to help people. And I know this is it for me. And so it's just having that mindset of like, if you're really determined, like you will stick with it and just kind of like evolve over time. And a lot of people talk about, especially within like the entrepreneur space or like career is like shit, being able to pivot and shift with all your different like ideas and rebranding and stuff. And it, that's all okay. Like nobody, nobody has to be on like a set 
path doing one thing. Like that's why we're, a lot of people are doing these kind of jobs is because you have like the full autonomy to do whatever you want. So it's like, if I don't like that anymore, I don't have to do it anymore. But if I love it, I'm going to stick with it for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I just, I love that idea for, especially for like our entrepreneur moms out there that just like, you have the ability to do whatever you want. And Mm -hmm. if you don't love something, you don't have to stick with it, but you just, you got to give it a little bit of time to figure it out. Yes. But and just going with like what feels right too. Like when mm-hmm. I was doing some things and I was starting, like when I first started my social media platforms and stuff, I was just looking at the page. I was like, I think I'm going to delete all this and start mm-hmm. all over again. But I'm so glad I did. Cause what I do, like what I have now, I like love it so much and I believe mm-hmm. in it so much. And that really comes across like energy too is so huge to me. And I love talking about yes. stuff like that. And when you really believe things and you want people to, you know, feel that too, like they will, when you have like that, mm. that confidence and belief in yourself. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. one of my big things with setting boundaries is like when you're asking for, you know, help or you're asking to change something or you're mm-hmm. asking to do, do whatever you want in being able to set a boundary for yourself. Your energy and your confidence is like the number one tip that I have, because if you're yeah. unsure with yourself, other people aren't going to believe you mm-hmm. or, or take it as seriously. Yeah. But when you come at across, like this is benefiting me, this is benefiting you, this is benefiting the whole family. And this is why I need to do this. Like people are going to be yes. much more receptive to that when you want to ask for like mm-hmm. time for yourself or you know, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. If you come at it with that perspective shift of like help, like how this is going to help the whole family, that is like super helpful too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also highlights how, because I'm thinking, well, people might be thinking, well, how do I get there? How do I know? How do I build that confidence? Or how do I know that this is going to benefit my family? Yeah. And it comes down to having a vision for yourself Mm -hmm. of how you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. Because if we're not already thinking it, well, if we're not allowing ourselves to imagine and dream that I could have a more elevated life or um, a life that I truly desire. You can have the life that you desire, but if you're not writing this down, if you're not allowing yourself to dream it, then it makes it harder to have the confidence or to set the boundaries because we don't know what we're setting them for. I love that so much. (laughs) No, I love that so much. That's something that I've actually thought a lot about is like, for, for myself, at least, I always had so much pressure and overwhelm about getting engaged, getting married and having a family like those things to me were like, mm-hmm. must haves in my whole life. But oh, now yeah. that I've accomplished them, I feel like moms need to have this perspective shift like I have of being like, Oh, my gosh, now, you don't even have to worry about those things anymore. Like you got it. Now, what else can you do to like make a bigger impact on your family Mm. and on the world and have a bigger message and a bigger purpose in life? Like once you're a mom, it doesn't mean that you, your life and your purpose has to end. I think if anything, it's just the start because you've already gotten like a lot of the things that you wanted out of your life and that family aspect. And now that you have that 
solid family dynamic mm-hmm. where it's not like you're dating and you're like, I don't even know if this person's going to call me back. Like there's so many oh, things yeah. that you no longer have to worry about. It's like, take all that yeah. energy that you're now saving mm-hmm. and put it towards something so much greater and bigger than yourself. And like, I have so many goals for my platform. Like I want to start a charity and I want to, you know, write a book and I want to do all these things, but none of that would have happened if it wasn't for the right timing and me having all these things that I already have now. Like, I don't think that my platform before Mm. survived because I wasn't in the right mental place and I didn't feel solid in myself and in my family unit to be able to like go all in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love that to me. Yeah. And some people might be thinking, what are you talking about all this energy? I don't have any energy. I'm drained at the end of the day. And that really comes down to boundaries. Mm -hmm. Are we asking for help? Are we open to receiving help? No, maybe your partner isn't helping enough. There, there is things to do about that, but outside of your partner, there's other people who are probably willing to help you. Are you embarrassed to ask them Mm -hmm. um, are you afraid of what what you think they might think of you those are barriers to you setting your own boundaries and it's something to think Mm -hmm. about because boundaries is what's going to help you take back or save some of that energy Yes, 100%. I completely agree with you and asking for help and knowing when to say no or when to say yes. Like all of those things are very important to setting boundaries and knowing like I was talking to a mom through social media the other day who was saying that she was so drained because she goes to work like so early in the morning, gets home, has Mm. no time to play with her kids, has to cook dinner. And then it's just like such a long day for her. And I felt so I felt so bad for her, but a lot of the things that have really turned my life around with a lot of these like boundaries and just things are really having like big mindset shifts of being like Mm. grateful and trying to make the time that you do have and feeling like you always have a choice. Is there a job that she could be doing or somebody else could be doing that is like less time consuming where you could make the same amount of money or work part-time from home where you are with your kids more or... I don't know, like I honestly made the choice when I was going back to work, like after COVID and being able to work remotely for so long, I was like, I am never going back to a nine to five desk job in my whole life. Like after I got a little taste of that remote life, I was like, hey, this is for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm someone that's so self-driven and motivated. I know mm-hmm. what I need to do. Like, I don't need to go to an office for somebody yeah. to tell me what to do. I why I'm not an entrepreneur now, but it's just like, if you, it's just all about like learning about yourself and what you truly need and what you truly mm-hmm. want. And like asking, you know, the universe or putting out that energy. Like if you don't want to ever go back to that, or if you want more mm-hmm. time with your kids, like what, what kind of things could you be doing to make those shifts or changes or like put control back into your life where you're making these types of decisions? Yeah. And I know every one's situation is very different and we don't all have as much um, like flexibility sometimes with different things or might be mm-hmm. in a very specific field or whatever. But I think just coming from that place of, of 
having a very empowering mindset shift of mm-hmm. I can do anything that I want. I am fully in control of my situation. What do I really want to be better? Am I stuck in limiting beliefs that are holding me back from doing something greater that I really want to do? Am I yeah. following the path of my parents? Like my my mom was someone that worked for the state and constantly was like, you have to, you have to do a nine to five. You have to get a pension. You have to do this. Yeah. yeah. And I was always kind of experimenting and breaking that mold. (laughs) And so it's just all about, you know, what do you truly Mm. want to do? And how are you going to make that happen by having a more empowering like mindset shift with it? Yeah. And again, I think it goes back to are you allowing yourself to dream and mm-hmm. to dream big? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we we get too, our, our focus is too much on, is this realistic? But that really keeps us stuck mm-hmm. and in, in a place where we can't dream. And the dreams are really what helps us to expand, to expand our reality, to to meet those dreams and desires. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I totally resonate with everything that you're saying. And it's just so great to talk to somebody who also, you know, believes in these things and that it is really important as moms to keep dreaming and to keep believing in yourself. And to yeah. even if it's not like a job or a side hustle or anything like that, if you just even have like some kind of passion project or Mm -hmm. something that you're working on separately. Like I know a mom that really loves to garden and that's her little outlet. Like, I think we all just have to find some kind of little outlet for ourselves, no matter how big or small, Mm -hmm. but something that we can just look forward to that we get to either be alone or that really fulfills us by ourselves or something that we're purely working on that makes us feel like so good and accomplished and really like fulfilled because I personally am someone that just never wanted to lose myself like once I had a baby Mm -hmm. like my my mom did that and she always told me like don't ever do that you need to either keep working or have a project or be doing something and you need to keep healthy and you know especially with social media these days there's so many like expectations and stuff oh yeah in a in a good way honestly because it's showing like so many moms out there who are able to work and keep healthy and who are doing a lot of amazing things. Mm-hmm. And depending on the content you're consuming, those are the types of people that I like to watch and be around and be like, okay, the, like the, it is possible. These are some of the things that these people are doing, but I think it yeah. is super important to be doing all of these different things in order to be your best and mm-hmm. be at your mm-hmm. most, like, uh, I said this the other day, I'm like trying to think of what it was. Um, Oh, shoot. I lost it. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Well, one of the things, uh, because I do, I will tell people just be careful with the content that you're consuming. Mm -hmm. And in that, what I'm really meaning is you don't know the support that these people have, that these content creators have, because oftentimes uh, my clients will look at them and go, why can't I do this? Why can't my home be this perfect? But they're thinking of it as in, why am I not the one to be able to do all of these things? 
when those people are not the only one doing all of those things. They have support. They probably mm-hmm. have someone come clean their house. They probably mm-hmm. have someone coming to watch their kids mm-hmm. or to help meal prep or to do all of the things so that they can mm-hmm. just focus on this. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones that are doing everything. And I think that's where we, where the social media stuff can become toxic for mm-hmm. us is because of how we might be looking at what those people are doing and how they're doing it. 100%. I completely agree with you. It's really <laughs> having those realistic expectations and something the other, like, I don't even know. I think it was a few months ago. I just realized like my house, having it be perfect is no longer a priority for me. And having that yeah. weight lifted off was like huge because mm. having oh, a yeah. clean house, like we all want it. But having every toy picked up, having everything sanitized, having it all vacuumed, having it all Mm -hmm. like that, it takes so much time, energy and effort. Like, and if it's not perfect, like it's never going to be perfect, especially when you have kids, like especially little toddlers or whoever's like running around messing things up, wanting to get in cabinets and all the things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like just there's always something that you can. But if that is something that's super important to you draw a boundary around it and be like, okay, this is the one thing that is very, very important to me. I'm going to let this other thing go. You can't, you literally cannot do it all. And like you said, those people on social media, there is no way, like think about Kim Kardashian having four kids. (laughs) She's a lawyer. Like you think that that girl does not outsource and have like an insane, like staff to help her. Oh yeah. All we all need an insane staff to help us even at just like whatever we're doing. Oh, by asking for help. Like no one is doing all of these things <laughs> or like if no. you're letting something go, like it's not that big of a deal and that's like totally normal. And that's what you should be doing. And you oh, need yeah. a little bit of like that mental release of like, okay, I'm going to let this one thing go. It's going to be fine. Like my house is not going to fall apart. I was talking to another friend. No a few months ago and she was like my kids are not gonna remember if there was like some dog hair in the corner no. you know like <laughs> I'm like what a great yeah. point mm-hmm. I, I think I asked her that day it was still when I was obsessing about having a clean house and she was like yeah are they gonna remember I was like no you know they're not what a great <laughs> point and I from that day on I was really able to like move on and be like okay I don't need to really worry about that anymore. Like I'm going to do my best. Are you doing your best? Mm -hmm. Are you? And then like, like, these are the things that I'm willing to do like day to day. And if I can't get to them, it's not that big of a deal. And then for the deep cleaning, if I have to hire a house cleaner, I have to do it. Or all like the big projects that I want to do are only on the weekends Mm -hmm. or not during the the work week where I'm trying to do like other things and really having like that schedule kind of help me. And like you said, setting those realistic expectations, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Having, Mm -hmm. being able to follow those other people, it's just like, there's no way they're getting the gym without somebody watching their kids. There's no way that they're doing this without like doing something else Uh or meal prepping or having a chef or a house cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes these people have a set in their home where that's where they do everything. So that's the one room that is pristine or, I mean, I've seen people that they've used some kind of maybe wallpaper as a backdrop and it's in their kitchen, but their kitchen doesn't actually look that way. And it's just, 
it, it's just part of the creating process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes people's homes actually do look like that. But you can't tell the difference of whose is a set and whose is their actual home. Because even the people on YouTube, I remember my son when he was younger would watch this this one kid and the parents, they were always playing. I mean, there's lots of those. I now. feel like I know what but... you're talking about because my my <laughs> friends, I, I think it's called Kid City. Well, I think, he, no, I don't know. This was a while back. So there wasn't as many as there are now because okay. he's eight now. So this was when he was younger. Okay. And they, they had a house that they lived in, but then they had another house that that's where they would do all of their recordings. I, I and believe so it, that. it looked different. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things could stay crazy because they would do so many crazy things with just playing because they're, you know, their audience was kids and they're making a huge mess or whatever, but that's not their home that they live in. So they're going to do whatever they want. <laughs> and it's similar to us. Yes. That's not, may, might not be the room that they spend time in so it's easy to keep it clean yeah exactly I love that it's it's so true and like Mm. social media and all that is all about like what we want people to see like obviously I'm going to show you this very nice like plain background (laughs) but if I were to go somewhere else it would look like a hot mess like it but that's just reality of like this is what I want it to look like this is my perceived situation Mm -hmm. but it's it's all just depending on how people like want you to think of things and and how they want to yeah. come across especially on social media and just remembering it's a highlight reel and 90 percent of yes. the time the things that are being shown are not realistic mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it's like like you said what kind of content you're consuming or what kind of value you're getting from it and really making that shift for me was a really big change of only following people who I either want to be like or who are inspiring me or who uplift me like I don't watch the news I don't watch sad stuff I don't even go on Facebook anymore because there used to be like things Mm -hmm. that would trigger me and making that big boundary shift was like really big for me knowing like what's going to affect me what's actually valuable for me to know Mm -hmm. and then because it, it really is powerful with what kind of content you're consuming. And oh, then yeah. just getting like inspiration from other people or wanting to learn like different business things on TikTok or whatever. And just being like, okay, if I'm going to go on here to scroll, I'm either going to learn something, be inspired or mm-hmm. be like surrounded by somebody that I think is like worth my time or like my friends oh, yeah. that are really worth it. So that's mm-hmm. a big, that's a big boundary, even like with your phone and your, your content. Yeah. And I, I don't watch the news either. And it's funny because I I haven't heard anyone say this, um, that they don't watch the news. I don't watch the news either because it's, it's, well, I haven't watched the news basically almost since COVID or if if I'm going to my grandparents, they usually have it on. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was in watch it with them, but it was, there was just too much stuff. It was, it was not good for my own energy. Mm -hmm. Um, it was almost depressing or stressful, and there isn't anything I can really do about it. But that's not to say that I don't stay on top of what's going on in the world and what's going on. But there's other ways to get that information without being stressed about something that is completely out of your control for the most part. 
that was like, I wish I could do like the hundred emoji with like the little line because that was just so freaking accurate to what I've been trying to say is Mm. it's like all these things are so out of your control. Like, why are you going to stress about something and let it affect your precious energy Mm -hmm. that you can't do anything about? Like, it's all so it's all so sad and horrible, obviously, but there's only so many things that we can do for it. And like, we're not there. We're not the decision makers. We're not doing these things. So if it's not something that's bringing you joy and bringing you value, like, why do you feel like you have to do that or like have to, to watch Mm -hmm. it or have to be around it. And it's just making those like conscious changes and things and looking out for yourself. Like that's something huge about all my things that I talk about is like, what are you doing for you? Mm -hmm. Is that really bringing you value? Is that bringing you joy? If it's not, why are you doing it? And like really doing some self-discovery on figuring out like what is going to best serve you and what's going to help you the most. Oh yeah. Yeah. What can you do in that 30 minutes, hour of time? How, I mean, sometimes I know people watch longer, but for the most part, there are the, what, right. The five o'clock news segments or the morning news segments. What can you do instead with your precious time? Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe even add to your energy. Exactly. Yeah. And the, so going back to, well, we've been talking about boundaries this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's been threaded. Not a very, yeah. Not yeah. in a very obvious way. Yeah. Uh, but to get that's what to I more love obvious- about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about it is you can really thread it into so many different topics. Like it really is related yes. to so many different things that you don't even realize until mm-hmm. you start doing stuff like this. Yes. What are some maybe, maybe myths or pushbacks or things that you've seen people struggle with the most in terms of boundaries? I think some of the biggest things that I've seen people think of boundaries is it's like black and white. Like it's either you Mm. have to do this or you have to do that, or you're either going to upset somebody, lose a relationship, or it's going to be like, everything's perfect. Like, I feel like in every situation, there is no black and white. Like I love like that gray spectrum. And I love like all of the positive things that boundaries can do for you. And it doesn't necessarily like, even though I personally have let a lot of relationships go and things have happened in my my life, it mean that it was totally like negative and horrible. And those people hate me. Like there's, there's like, it's all about like how you're viewing things. And I think just being open to that gray area and figuring out what's really going to work for you and how are you going to like communicate things or have it come across in a way that also works for them. I think that that's a really Mm -hmm. big thing that people struggle with. I think people also struggle with just feeling like they like literally have to do it all. Like you said, with the like cleaning thing, they feel like they have to have a perfect house. They have to have Mm -hmm. the perfect relationship. They have to have the perfect uh, parenting style, like all these things. When really setting boundaries, my whole thing is you can, my whole thing is actually you can do it all if boundaries are in place and it's not just in a day. Like you're not doing all of these Mm -hmm. perfect things in a day, but overall, if you're just doing a little bit of these things all the time, overall, it'll add up to things being better like later on, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like people think that they, 
have to be super mom and get like 50 things done in one day. When really, if you just focus on your like top, like three to five priorities for the day, implement those, then you'll feel so much better, so much more accomplished, really Mm -hmm. focusing on like, oh my gosh, I really did get so much done by getting these things done. Now I can focus on other things and just having, having that shift, I think is really big for moms of being like, you can do it all if boundaries are in place and having that little bit of like, you don't have to do everything all in a day. It can be over multiple days or a little Mm -hmm. bit at a time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And again, it goes back to, you have to be planning. You have to have an idea of what direction you want your life to go, because if you don't, it's going to make it even more, it's going to make it harder to do all those things. Yeah. Setting those priorities for yourself is super, super important. Like mm-hmm. it is number one. My, my, honestly, my business is number two. My marriage is number three. My house is, is probably number four to five, like down here, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And that's me being honest is like, my business is something that's very important to me. And I take a lot of time and energy and effort because I know that this is something that's going to really like last me my whole life. And when I am really able to be the best mom and the best businesswoman, I can honestly be a better wife because I have filled up my own cup and then Mm -hmm. I can go and like feel like better about the things I'm talking to my husband about or feel more fulfilled in myself or feel like I'm in a place of like empowerment with my own like decision-making and asking for help and things like that. Oh yeah. That's such a great point. When we allow ourselves as moms to do something for us that gives back to us, that fills our cup, however you want to think about it, Mm -hmm. you show up as a better mom, as a better wife, as Mm -hmm. a better professional, because you took the time to do something that's Mm -hmm. going to bring you back some of that energy that is always being depleted. Mm -hmm. Things are always taken from you all of the time. Are you taking the time to put that energy back? Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. And doing some self-discovery on what does that look like for you? What is most important to you? Mm -hmm. Like for me in the morning, that's doing my mindfulness, doing my grounding, doing a walk Mm -hmm. or a workout, doing um, reading, and having an hour before my kid wakes up at least to do all those things and then like drink my coffee mm. and just like relax. Like that yeah. for me is like a huge thing that I have to do before I'm able to go on to any other part of my day with like work or social media or any of that for oh yeah my business stuff. Cause I have to be in like the right mindset in order to help other people the best that I can and to be at mm-hmm. the most like productive level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even playing around with your own schedule. So the mornings mm-hmm. work for you mm-hmm. um, to do those things in the morning. I used to think I need to get my workouts done in the morning. And so I used to work out at eight after I dropped the kids off. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I was starting to resent working out because I wanted mm-hmm. to be working like in my business because mm-hmm. the morning times are really energized time for me. I I feel great. My creativity slowing. So I'd Mm -hmm. be in the gym thinking about all this stuff. And then I'd be like, I can't do anything about this because I'm working out and I'm supposed to be focused here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I ended up, uh, and partially at the, the, one of the reasons that I had made that decision was my husband was working overtime. And so it, 
it just didn't work. But then eventually he wasn't working overtime anymore. And so uh, it allowed my schedule, allowed our schedule to expand a little bit. And I could work out in the, in the afternoon, but I had forgotten that that was a, that was a option Mm -hmm. (laughs) because for so long they were on mandatory overtime. And so I finally switched. I said, let me try this. And it was because something, some things were happening in the mornings. I think my kids were having appointments that I had to do. So I said, I'll just go work out in the, in the afternoon after you get home. And I, it, it gave me two hours of time mm-hmm. by just moving that one hour to the afternoon mm-hmm. because I was rushing to get my kids out the door so that I can get to the gym by eight so that I could have an hour. And then I would have to allow myself to cool down and then get ready. So now I actually gained two hours by moving that one hour slot at the end because I wasn't mm-hmm. rushing. Nice. I was more relaxed. I, um, what is it? And my workouts are better because I I was going to the gym fueled instead of having not really eaten anything because it was so early. And so playing around, mm-hmm. the point of that story, playing around with your schedule and figuring out where you might move things, that's going to be better use of your time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll open things up for you because it's been such a huge shift for me being able to move my schedule like that. Mm-hmm. I, again, like I feel like I gained two hours of time because I was, I was wasting my own time, basically going to go pick up all the kids. So basically I'm at the gym and my husband's doing that. By the time I get home to the gym, they're barely getting home or they may have been home for like five or 10 minutes. We just switched roles. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The whole idea of like playing around with things and not feeling so stuck. Like a lot of, a lot of times mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these things in our head are like, we have to do this at a certain amount of time or like this makes the most sense, but we're not willing to just like get out of that a little bit and try something new and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe this other thing will work for me better. Maybe I should just try something new like you did. Like that's a great that's a great example. It's, it's so important to figure out what really works for you. Like, even though a lot of other people really like to work out in the morning and that works for me right now, that doesn't mean that it's going to work for me Mm -hmm. in a year from now when my daughter's in a new phase and a new schedule. So just be willing Mm -hmm. to adapt. Like that's really good. Yeah. And so if someone wanted, Oh, I wanted to make a point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. earlier when you were talking about people's fears of losing friends or losing Mm. relationships because Mm -hmm. they're setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. I had, I think it was last night. It was either last night. It had to have been last night because I haven't been on Instagram this morning. Last night (laughs) I uh, had seen a post that had said basically that people are so afraid of losing friends or family because of boundaries. Mm -hmm. In reality, you're losing, this is very extreme. Is it in reality, you're losing manipulators and there was something up manipulators and takers or something like that. Yeah, Just I get that. Aren't really there to support you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told. Yeah, that's something that you definitely have to realize is like relationships are a two way street. And if you're not getting mm-hmm. as much from them as they're getting from you, like, why are you in a relationship with them? Or like, can you cut that back? Or how do you want to like change that situation so you can like ultimately feel better? Yeah. And people just sometimes don't know that maybe something's bothering you or it just reminds me of this podcast that I was listening to. It's been a while now. 
think it was Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast that she has on Audible. She's so and good. she was talking about, oh yeah, I love her. She's great. Um, she's also the author of the five second rule and other things, but she was talking about how she had a friend who had recently was, go- she was going through a divorce and this, her and this friend would go walking every morning. But for a while, this friend was just talking about the divorce and Mel would say, I was just getting really frustrated and irritated that this was all she was talking about. And I mm-hmm. missed our, you know, our chats. I missed my friend. Yes, she's going through this thing, but it doesn't have to take up our whole walk. Mm-hmm. And so she finally brought this up to her friend, mm-hmm. said, Hey, I, in, in, a, in a way that her friend could hear, Hey, I love you. And I hate that you're going through this, but can we talk about other things as well during our walk? Because I miss you and I miss hearing all the aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. The friend had no idea. The friend didn't even realize that mm. she was taking over this walk, which was just supposed to be like a nice relaxing walk in the morning that they did together. She didn't realize. Sometimes mm. we don't realize what we're doing and we need someone to let us know like, hey, can we talk about something else? It's You're not being a bad friend. You're just letting them know. I love That's that. That's a boundary. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. A lot of times like we're not aware, especially when we're going through like kind of like a traumatic or big situation in our life. Like a lot of times we just want to like talk and vent and we don't even realize like mm-hmm. how long we're doing it for. And then someone needs to cut us off with love and be like, yeah, like what, what's going on? <laughs> like, I want to yes. talk about this other thing. So that's like such a great example of setting a boundary. Oh my God. Of her just being like, you know, I really enjoy our time together coming in with like a very nice perspective shift of like, I mm-hmm. love our friendship, our value, our friendship. Yeah. I want it to be like this. I want it to be like where we have a great conversation about all aspects of your life. Like, what do you think about doing this instead? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And at the same time, when we can trust that we have people in our lives that are going to tell us this, if we can trust that our our friends or our family are lovingly going to tell us, Hey, can we talk about something else, please? Because mm-hmm. I know that this has been hard for you. Da, 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 mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If we can trust, then we would be able to trust that we could open up and talk about these things and not have the worry that, Oh, I'm going to be too much. or I'm going to bring them down because we know that they are going to tell us if mm-hmm. that's the case. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we don't even open up because we're afraid that it's going to be too much or we're going to bring someone down and then we end up isolating ourselves and that's not good either. But being able to have boundaries and know people are going to let us know could really open that up for us Mm -hmm. and be able to allow us to really use our support system, our village, like it's intended. Mm -hmm. I agree for sure. Yeah. Well, we are running out of time, unfortunately. But if someone wanted to reach out to you, what is the best way to get a hold of you? I know you have a mailing list, which I will uh, mm-hmm. link up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But it, talk, can you talk about a little bit about what being a part of your mailing list entails? Yeah, so my mailing list is growing. And I'm going to be putting out a lot of content about like whatever new 
um, things that I am offering at the time or just reminders about like new blog posts or podcast uh, episodes, things like that. Just give me a lot of reminders. It's not even going to be more than once a week. Um, in the beginning, it might even be like every other week. So it's not going to be a lot of information, just whatever is like crucial little reminders just to like get to know you guys and build a little more um, of a rapport. But my favorite way to actually connect with your audience would be through social media on Instagram or TikTok. And you can follow me at the bold mama co and send me a message. I would love to hear from you. I always respond to everybody that sends me messages or needs any support or love or guidance. Um, so yeah, those are the few ways to really connect with me. Awesome. And I know you have a freebie that's available. That's talking about boundaries mm -hmm. is would joining the mailing list be the best way to get that information. Yes, yes, yes. So that is the one that's up right now. And it is five unapologetic boundaries that every mama must set, um, which is a really good one. And it's a really good like little overview mm -hmm. to get into just knowing like some basic boundaries to set and like why it's important and a little introduction about me. And it's in a really cute format where you can kind of like understand a little more about my content. So it's really fun. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it is. I looked at it and it is. Oh, really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Whitney, for joining thank us. And I had the best time. I can't... Thank you. I can't wait to connect again because I know we will. I know. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links to resources we discussed in the episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Kayla Nettleton underscore LCSW. I love hearing about your insights and aha moments from the show. We'll talk to you soon.